Tom Steinberg is with us live via telephone. He is he is chairman of the board of Ma'or. Ma'or's mission is to create a vibrant Jewish future led by a new generation who are, one, literate in Jewish wisdom, culture, and heritage, two, instilled with a deep personal identity that inspires commitment to Jewish values, and three, who are empowered and actively engaged in Jewish community and support of Israel. And from those of you who've heard of Ma'ar and who've heard our, have heard our conversations on the air in the past, you know that this is uh, concentrated on the college campuses of the United States of America. Ma'ar has a big event coming up in April. We'll describe that for you uh, in just a few minutes here at JM in the AM. Tom Steinberg, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachum. It's a pleasure to be back. It's a pleasure to speak with you. You know, the last time you were here, which was your first visit to JM and the AM, we mentioned that essentially uh, you are the man responsible for the building of MetLife Stadium in this great state of New Jersey. And we spoke at that time anticipating months later a big Super Bowl by the NFL. That is now completed, of course. It's in the past. I'm curious what your impressions were when the NFL took its biggest day to MetLife. Well, first of all, that's a generous attribution. (laughs) There were many, many people involved uh, in the development of MetLife Stadium. Uh, And over a course of 12 years, it, it was conceptualized, developed, and eventually built and put in a position where it could be operated. Uh, and of course, the biggest event in the football world is the NF- is the Super Bowl, and uh, we were quite frankly intrigued by the idea of submitting a proposal to the NFL of having the Super Bowl in uh, in cold weather, and generally the Super Bowls are all uh, are all conducted uh, in either closed stadiums or in southern locations. Right. And so we were quite surprised and very pleased when the NFL awarded uh, this year's Super Bowl to come here, and that was about four years ago. Um, As you may remember, or you may not remember, but the Super Bowl, the day before uh, the Super Bowl, the weather was iffy. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I remember that all right. (laughs) The day after the Super Bowl, the airports were closed. Right. (laughs) And so the fact that there was such a window was um, was uh, very fortunate, because who knows what would have happened with uh, 90,000 attendees flying in from all over the country and being stuck. But it's a little bit reminiscent of the CM Hashaf. And I don't know if you remember that sure. the summer before last, yep. there was a uh, similar situation in the sense that there was a go-no decision that had to be made, whether to have the outdoor CM Ashas, uh and whether it should be postponed during re- uh, due to rain. And the leaders of the organization at the very last moment decided to go ahead. And immediately before the event, the rain started, and we had a beautiful evening. I mean, it, 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 the rain actually stopped at 7 p.m. that night, which was the exact start of the event. And every time I think about it, it's just so hard to believe. And and by the way, folks, because we like to emphasize those, especially in the important worlds in the, the United States of sports, entertainment, etc., when they declare that something in our tradition is even more important than that, they get special recognition here at JM&AM. And Tom Steinberg, you have said that to you, 
as much as the Super Bowl was a very important event, the CMS Shas to you was an even bigger and more important event for MetLife Stadium. So we got to. Get- there is no doubt about that, <laughs> and um, I I think it's important that people should hear that the staff and the management at MetLife Stadium see dozens and dozens of events each year. And the response in the management meetings and the review of the CM Shas was one of awe of how different the CM Shas event was from any other, that the crowd was so respectful and the event was so filled with honoring the Torah. And it was a tremendous Kiddush Hashem all the way around. Unbelievable. Tom Steinberg with us live via telephone. He's chairman of the board of Moar and MetLife Stadium. We'll get into this conversation again in just a couple of minutes. Let's just talk about Moar for a moment before we talk about the actual event that's happening in the big ballpark. Um, and by the way, folks, if you want to research Moar on your own, it's M-E-O-R dot org. M-E-O-R dot org. Tom, there's a comprehensive strategy that's described on the homepage of Moor's website. It says, focus on students attending America's leading academic campuses with large Jewish populations. And boy, your organization certainly has done that. Identify students with promising leadership qualities. Provide leadership development and text-based learning commensurate with the sophistication of these students. Augment campus-based study with learning-oriented trips to Israel and encourage and support students individually on campus and after graduation. Why has this strategy worked? Well, this strategy is carefully designed as a vertically integrated means to take students with limited backgrounds and provide them with increasing skills and knowledge, starting with basic concepts of Judaism, introducing them to texts, which would eventually include Chumash, Mishnah, Gomorrah, uh, and uh, eventually uh, Agados and Midrashim, and help those students, first of all, see that the Torah is filled with wisdom that is relevant, and this is the most important aspect, I believe, is relevant to the day-to-day lives that they're involved with. Everyone who's young, and hopefully old also, is looking for answers to the whys of their life. The big questions, what do they want to accomplish? What's important? What are they here for? And especially on university campuses, this is a time where those questions are being asked. Many, many, the great majority of Jewish students on campus have not been introduced to Torah learning, and certainly not in a sophisticated way that allows they themselves to investigate the text. And so this is an approach that introduces them to the idea that what they're grappling with, what's important to them, how they interact with their friends, their teachers, their parents, their family members, those issues are addressed in very, very sophisticated ways in the Torah. I know that someone like yourself could get into trouble with your representatives around this country uh, for those that you don't mention, but it would not be fair to our audience not to give some examples of the college campuses that uh, we have in mind here in this conversation. Can you give us a couple of college campuses that have just thrived, where the Moor program has thrived and where the students have just proven to be amazing? Sure. Um, I would be remiss really if I didn't mention there's not a single campus in the Moore system that we're not very proud of. Mm. Um, 
But let me take the University of Maryland this year because University of Maryland's team is being honored at the Moor dinner. Very nice. Uh, we have five people on staff there, which uh, is led by Rabbi Ari Koretsky, who has been there uh, from the very beginning. It's almost 10 years now since Rabbi Koretsky started, um, as well as Rabbi Azrael Burnham and Rabbi Zaman Goldstein and Marielle Goldstein and Devorah Jay. And this team started um, initially in the very beginning of Moor as an experiment and provided initially not only Shabbatonim, but the Maimonides One program that involves about 90 hours of programming. Now, that's 90 hours that a student volunteers for in which they get no college credit. So if you can imagine, they have to be pretty motivated to put that kind of time into, that, into such a program um, to do that when they have so many other alternatives on campus. Over the last uh, almost decade uh, at University of Maryland, that initial foray has expanded to the point where we are working with 400 Jewish students a year on the Maryland campus. Wow. And, that and the, the range of students include those that have absolutely no background or who may even have just discovered in the last years that they are in fact Jewish to those that come from modern Orthodox backgrounds who've had the full benefit of 12 years of day school but want to be involved in our programming. So it's a very broad range of and, students. And what you just described in terms of text-based, many hours, etc., not to, again, I mean, uh, we're not comparing to other programs and certainly uh, uh, not in any way speaking negatively of other campus uh, programs. There are many that uh, are, inspire students and help them stay connected to Judaism, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. They're all wonderful. But this one, as we mentioned, is text-based, where they're looking at this and approaching it from a real academic standpoint. And, uh, and that provides an amazing background for them as they get into these leadership roles years from now. Because as we described earlier in this conversation, that's your goal, right? Your goal is to form really good leaders for the Jewish world that have this amazing uh, text basis in there, you know, within them as they approach the real world. That's absolutely right. And if you look at the schools that we're at, you know, you can't be everywhere. So what we're trying to do is identify the top academic universities that have at least 1,500 Jewish students there. And in addition, we're looking for universities that have a strong Jewish community nearby so that we can leverage off the resources in those communities for Shabbatons, for holidays, for tutors, for volunteers that'll come in and help those students get connected Jewishly. And then if you look at where those students end up, we're not looking to get any particular student to a final destination. But what we do want to do is give the gift of Jewish wisdom to those students so that when they end up going to work for or involved in volunteer programs for federation, for working for Israel bonds, for working for any Jewish organizations, they will end up doing so not only with some Jewish knowledge, but enough knowledge that they're really committed to the Jewish people, that they've learned how to advocate for Israel, and that they have a strong identity that's going to shine through in anything that they try to do in the Jewish world. 
Chairman of the Board of Ma'ar is with us on our telephone line, Tom Steinberg. And we do encourage people to support the great work of Ma'ar. You can go to their website at ma'ar.org, M-E-O-R.org. If you are at all involved on the college campus scene, then check out what they're doing. You'll be quite impressed. All right. Uh, Sunday, April 6th is divided into a couple of things at MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey. At 5 p.m., of course, Ma'ar will have its dinner and live auction. The award ceremony will pay tribute to all the honorees, uh, including the University of Maryland team that you mentioned, and we'll get to all the honorees in a moment. But the day will begin at 2 o'clock with a family field day with a special NFL guest host. Now, what type of access will the families have on the MetLife field on April the 6th? Well, it's a very, very unusual day. Families will have full access to the field, and that means that we'll be having organized events for children. We'll have scrimmages. We'll have passing contests, running on the field, and actual games. In addition, we'll have the ability for people to be projected onto the jumbotrons. Now, it turns out MetLife has four of the largest jumbotron screens in the world, and so people have a chance to see themselves with their friends on those jumbotrons. There'll also be tours of the stadium itself, including the Giants locker room, some of the uh, clubs, the Legacy Room, and a number of different facilities within the stadium itself. And finally, we will be hosted by two uh, NFL players, uh, very capable and distinguished giant starters. Um, The first of these is Justin Pugh, who uh, was drafted in 2013 and is a starting offensive tackle for the Giants. Uh, and Justin looks like a real football player. He's about <laughs> six foot five and just a tad over 300 pounds. Uh, also, we'll have there the Giants punter, Steve Weatherford, who's recognized as an outstanding athlete and has been with the Giants quite some time and is also a Super Bowl uh, ring holder. Uh, from the, the 2011 Super Bowl. So if Weatherford wants, he could uh, teach some of the kids how to punt and show them how difficult it is to punt on Sunday. That's what he's going to be doing. And, yeah. and, if, and if, a, if a youngster, a boy or girl, wants to throw a pass from exactly where Russell Wilson threw a pass to defeat the, uh, defeat the Denver Broncos uh, back in the Super Bowl, they could do that as well. The whole field is open for the afternoon. Unbelievable. I'll tell you, make, make a family's dream come true. Go and play football together on MetLife Stadium's field. That is amazing. That's 2 o'clock on Sunday, April 6th, this coming Sunday at MetLife Stadium. It's family field day with the NFL players that you just heard. And then at 4 o'clock, you go into cocktails and a silent auction. I assume that will give people an opportunity uh, to bid on items that are pretty unique, right? Yes. We're going to have a number of unusual uh, items. Uh, including uh, a family trip on a safari to South Africa. Uh, And uh, it's called, the name of this trip is Sleeping with the Lions, (laughs) and uh, it involves exposure way, way out in the hinterlands with exposure to animals there. In addition, we'll be having a special trip to the Baja Riviera with a fabulous home with five separate Uh, small uh, houses with two pools overlooking the Baja Baja Peninsula and the Pacific Ocean. 
absolutely gorgeous. Uh, there'll be a number of interesting items, and I think really the most meaningful item will be the opportunities to bid on the ability to provide scholarships for students going to Israel and elsewhere. Literally, people will be able to bid for that. Correct, that's absolutely. A, that's a unique concept. You're not just well. We have between four and five hundred students of our top students. We're working with four thousand students. About ten percent of those each year go on advanced study programs to Israel. Oh boy! And this year we brought about a hundred and twenty students to Eastern Europe, including Poland. And we hope that was a very successful program, and we hope to expand that as well. I can only imagine. I mean, we know what Israel does for everybody. For the academically inclined, it must be a really unique type of journey. That's amazing. I'm sure they gain a tremendous amount from it, like everybody does. Uh, and then, of course, at 5 o'clock, the dinner and live auction takes place. It's all happening. I assume it's in one of the clubs indoors at Giant Stadium. I mean, yes, at, at, at MetLife Stadium. Lexus club, at the Lexus Club, which is one of the larger clubs that um, holds... No, in excess of 500 people, and it overlooks the field itself, and it's a great setting to both enjoy being in a football setting but give us the opportunity to share with the people that come information about what more is done, what we're doing now, and what our hopes and aspirations are for the future. The Ma'ar at MetLife honorees for this coming Sunday include community service honorees Yitz and Hilda Applebaum, uh, it includes the Parents of the Year, Cliff and Maggie Newman, and the Young Leadership honorees, Daniel and Lauren Feinberg. In addition to that, as we mentioned, Educators of the Year are going to the entire team at the University of Maryland. They'll be in attendance this coming Sunday. Uh, you can attend the event by going to maor.org. Uh, any other uh, method that you want, phone number or anything else, or the best thing is the website? Um, there's the website. There's also the phone number for our event office. Let me give that to sure. everyone. It's 212-957-9155. Again, 212-957-9155. And I think that I'd like to leave people with the idea that this is a great opportunity for families to have a wonderful time at the stadium and enjoy a great day, at the same time to support an organization that's making a meaningful difference in the Jewish life on American university campuses. And today, everyone is concerned about assimilation, apathy, lack of knowledge. And Moore is in a position to really fight that battle on the front lines, which is on the university campuses. That's where this battle is taking place. And whatever we can do to garner more resources, the more successful we will be in trying to successfully wage that. Tom, that you, you know about the battles on campus regarding BDS. Is this something that the Ma'or teams around the country keep in mind as they speak to students on a daily basis regarding what's happening in Israel? Absolutely. And uh, it takes many different forms, and we've been fortunate to receive support from various parts of the Israeli uh, government. Uh, to train and work with our students for advocacy programs. And anyone that's familiar with what's going on with universities today has got to be very, very concerned at the rise of anti-Semitism and how broadly that's beginning to take place. And we've got to arm our youngsters with the the right ammunition for these battles. And the first ammunition is, is knowledge. Right. To bring the knowledge to those students so they feel prideful of what they're doing know how to respond, 
and be committed. And this takes many forms from being able to speak up and talk to be involved in student senates. And just, uh, just on Friday when I was in Israel, I had the great pleasure of, um, of meeting with a Moor graduate at the University of Pennsylvania who uh, just last year after graduating went into the IDF where she's now uh, training to be an officer in the IDF. And that's uh, another example of how our students are affected and involved in advocacy for Israel. So, Tom, it sounds like you don't have to be a football fan to be at the event Sunday, but you have to be a fan of the uh, positive and the potential of the Jewish future. That's right. Simple Very as that. Uh, good luck on Sunday. I'm sure MetLife Stadium will be uh, brimming with a lot of very enthusiastic supporters for the organization and the families just having a great time. We hope it'll be a great time for everyone. Please stop for good weather. <laughs> hey, thank God the weather worked out for a couple of other events at the stadium. Hopefully it'll work out great for this Sunday as well. Thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you, Nachum, as, as always. Uh, Tom Steinberg is chairman of the board of Moor. Event information, either moor.org, M-E-O-R.org, or you can dial 212-957-9155. You literally get to spend the afternoon on the field at MetLife Stadium with those two New York Giants, uh, with a whole bunch of great people, and with your own family tossing around the football and punting it and participating in the contests. And then afterwards, of course, enjoying a great dinner, as we say Mazal Tov again, uh, to the Applebaums and Newmans and the Feinbergs and the University of Maryland team, all among the honorees that night. Go to moor.org, M-E-O-R.org, or dial 212 9155. It will take place this coming Sunday at MetLife Stadium. This is JM in the AM.